late afternoon, I walked into a local care facility here in Marin County, and I was coming to visit the member of uh, our church, one of our members, who uh, was uh, convalescing there for some time, and I was uh, so delighted when I walked in and realized that I was not the first presence from Tiburon Baptist Church who was in the room, because uh, when I walked into the person's room, I looked in the corner, and there was uh, that person's deacon sitting in the corner, having beat me uh, to that uh, visit that particular day. And I was so delighted because it was a great reminder of just how important our deacon ministry is, and how deacons really are an extension of God's ministry, and allows so much of our church to be uh, allowing to understand God's presence in their life and flowing through them for the strength and health and blessing of the church. In fact, deacon ministry is so important that the song that we sang just before Heather played for us uh, is the servant song, and it, it describes this idea of, I, I want to have this attitude and heart where I come and, and I want to serve you and and then also for many of us, probably what's even harder is that it, it has a, a prayer there asking the other to pray that I too might have the humility and the willingness to be served by you. And, and it's a two-way street, both serving and being served by one another. And I think that's part of what the Bible means when the church is described as being a kingdom of priests, when our church is intended to be one that serves one to another, not just a particularly special group of people in the church or just a pastor or church staff. No, no, no. Not, not that way. I don't think that's the way God intends the church to be. But he intends the church to be the redeemed people of God, serving one another in love and building one another up. Not just individuals up, but in the process building up the church and uh, uh, deacon ministry and watching that person, seeing that one deacon in that particular room reminded me that how important deacon ministry is for this church so that the needs of the church body are less likely to be overlooked. And that's a really important concept in what deacon ministry is all about. Because uh, Tiburon Baptist Church deacons, they uh, they come together and every month and uh, we're still meeting on Zoom right now in our shelter-in-place uh, season. And uh, it's amazing uh, when I leave those meetings how encouraged I can often be because I see and I hear the love of people in that meeting, our deacons, the love that they have for the church body, the love that they have for you, and their desire to, uh, to serve you, and sometimes in anguish, bearing your burdens and sharing your sorrows, and also rejoicing in the things that you're rejoicing in, and that which blesses your life and your family. It's really amazing how uh, deacons, we, we will pray for and, and seek out ways for those who have lost jobs, how we can come beside and help support those in those particular needs, how we can provide food for somebody who has a particular need along the way. Uh, our, our dear uh, retired nurse, Cecile, has, is preparing with her great skill of sewing uh, ways you've heard in the email how we can she can provide uh, hand sewn masks. It's amazing how the deacons really are a ministry of compassion and love and action on behalf of the church. Deacon ministry for our church it, it highlights really two of our emerging values for the church. One is extravagant love. We 
we are wanting to really highlight the idea of God's extravagant love to us and, and how we revel in that love, the love that God has. The Bible says that we are able to love because God has first loved us. So uh, extravagant love for this church means that we revel in uh, God's great love for us and we declare it to others. And part of deacon ministry is a tangible expression of the love of God in the lives of others in our church. And it's so, so important. It also highlights uh, the uh, value of selfless service where we are, are giving our, of ourselves sacrificially with a particular uh, eye on and heart toward the vulnerable among us. So extravagant love and selfless service are two of the values that really are promoted in the ministry of deacons in our church. And it helps us, again, not neglect and overlook the needs of people. Overlooking needs is something uh, that, that happens in our day, not just in this church, but uh, it, it happens by accident uh, often in so many places. And it's not a new reality. In fact, it happened in the scripture. It happened in the first century in the church, the first church in Jerusalem. And uh, today we're going to look at a Bible passage that helps set our, our understanding of what deacons were, were when they first emerged off the pages of the scripture. Because there was a need there that was being overlooked. And uh, deacons were put into place to help ensure that it was less likely that needs were overlooked. Real tangible needs in the church uh, were less likely to be overlooked because of the emergence of deacons in the church. And so uh, there, there's a reason that God has given us deacons. We're going to look at our Bible in just a minute. If you have your Bibles, you can open them to Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. But, but there are some reasons that we will see that God gives deacons. Number one is that they are to serve Deacons come, in fact, the very word deacons means, deacon means servant. It's one who comes to serve the needs of another person. And so deacons, the reason for deacon is to serve. Another reason that deacons exist is to be an extension of the work of God into the world, be an extension of the work of God into the church. And so uh, the, the things that go undone and unmet are able to, in part, be met by the work and service of the deacons. In fact, the extension of God's work is that it's not just a, a particular pastor or, or a particular staff's job. To, to meet all of the needs that a particular church has. That's why God raises up lay people. Raises up everyday people who have given their lives to the Lord Jesus. And they've been embraced by the gospel and responded to the, the work of Jesus in their life. And then they, they engage themselves on purpose in lives of service to others. And in doing so, they extend the work of God into the life of the church. So deacons, the reason for them is for service to meet the needs of others, and to be an extension of God's work in the church. And what we'll find in this passage of Acts chapter 6 is that another significant thing that deacons, God does in deacons at times, is to bring wholeness in the place of heartache. Where, where heartache has emerged, then wholeness can be found because sometimes the work of deacons. Let, let me set the context of where we will be reading in Acts chapter 6. Acts, you know, is the, the continuation of the Gospel of Luke. And uh, at the beginning part of, of, of Acts, Jesus ascends back to heaven. And, and Acts is, is the church now figuring out what it means to be the church, what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world, and what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus 
to one another inside the church without the physical presence of Jesus being among them. The Holy Spirit has come, and now they are to live in spirit-filled lives together, and, and they're figuring this out. And what happened in Jerusalem, there, there were certain Jewish background Christians, Christian people from a Jewish background, who were Hebrew speakers. They uh, they had more of a, a steep in, in some of the more traditional things of, of Hebraic life. Uh, they were in the church, and then you had what's called Grecian Jews or Greek-speaking Jews, or some of your Bibles will say Hellenistic Jews. These were uh, Jewish background, now Christian people who had come into Jerusalem, but they had grown up in other places, probably spread around the world because of the diaspora of the Jewish uh, peoples many centuries before. And here they are in Jerusalem together, worshiping together. And the Bible describes uh, one of the groups, the, the Hellenistic Jews, the Grecian Jews, some of their, their people of great need, their, their widows, were being overlooked in the daily distribution of bread. And so they were trying to solve this problem. And there was heartache and hardness of heart emerging between the groups. And so deacons were called up and, and instituted to help bring a wholeness where this, this broken part of the service of the church was found. And so we find these widows. Widows were some of the most vulnerable people in the first century world. And so let's read with that context about what was happening here when deacons first emerge on the scenes on the pages of Scripture. Acts chapter 6, beginning of verse 1, the Bible says, In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Grecian Jews among them, complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together, and they said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them, and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread the number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. So deacons, their reason for being is to serve, it's to extend the work of God, and it's to bring wholeness where heartache has emerged. And there are certain qualities. When uh, Part of the reason I'm talking about deacons today, church, is so it, it can prepare your hearts and prepare your minds to be thinking about people that you you would sense from the Lord that you ought to recommend to serve as a deacon in our, our next season of deacon life, which is coming up. And so I want to prepare you to give you some things to think about and, and to maybe help structure some of your prayer life as you would ask the Lord to reveal to your heart who in our church has God prepared and is raising up to serve in this ministry at this time uh, on behalf of God for our church. There are some qualities that we are to look for. Qualities in, in this chapter that, that the people were, were instructed to look for as they thought about, well, who, who in our group uh, ought to serve as deacons? Who could help fill this ministry of service? 
And they were instructed to find people full of the Holy Spirit and find those who were full of wisdom. Full of the Spirit, which means uh, people who, who had a, an inclination, a centering around, desiring their lives to honor God in all things. They, they were centered around the person and reality of Jesus Christ in their life. Their, their, their desire to pray and, and to love others and to serve them was evident. They, they were full of the Spirit. God's Spirit was active in them. And it was evident in the way that they lived their life, the way that they interacted with people inside the church, full of the Spirit. But they were also full of wisdom. Full of wisdom. So they, they knew what it was to, in one sense, to have their, their eyes facing heaven, but their feet were squarely planted on the ground. Do you hear what I'm saying? They, they knew what it was to, to have their minds and thoughts fixed on the things of God, but they weren't so heavenly minded that they were of no earthly good. You hear what I'm saying? They, they were able to, to fix their minds on the things of God, but they were so grounded and down to earth and able to exercise wisdom. They were full of wisdom. This wisdom in the Bible uh, is always pointing toward the ability to, to take what you learn spiritually and to apply it into the rugged realities of daily living. That's what wisdom is all about. Knowledge that is put to good use in the regularities of life. Knowledge that's put to good use in the regularities of life. That's how I have come to define wisdom. And that's what I think the people were supposed to look for when they thought about who in our church, as the Jerusalem believers thought, who in our church is full of the Spirit and full of wisdom. So too, brother and sister, you are called now to be asking the Lord, who do you know in our church that you would consider being full of the Spirit and full of wisdom? And if nobody comes to mind immediately, that's okay. That's why you're being asked to pray and invite the Lord to lay on your heart the name and on your mind or in your mind's eye the face of a handful of people that you might recommend who is full, who are full of the Spirit and full of wisdom. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, we're also told when we think about what are the qualities of a deacon? What, what should a deacon be like? What am I looking for? What types of people uh, is God wanting to serve as a deacon? And so we find in 1 Timothy chapter 3, we, we read these words. It says, Deacons, likewise, are to be men worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. They must first be tested, and then if there's nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. Here's, here's a quick summary of what, what Paul is instructing uh, Timothy in his work in the city of Ephesus. He says deacons should be people worthy of respect. They're to be people who live a life that's sincere. There, there's not duplicity in them. There's not double-mindedness in them. There's single-mindedness and, and, and a, a, a focus on, on God and a love for people that's evident. They're sincere in, in who they are. And uh, people who are not seeing the bottom of many bottles, right? A, a, a love for, for alcohol or, or other distorting uh, substances in life is not what their, their hearts are drawn to, which creates so much chaos. Uh, they, they know how to live temperate lives in relation to alcohol. They, they're honest in their, their finances, right? They're, they're not pursuing dishonest gain, if you looked at their tax records, they would have nothing to hide or be ashamed of. You follow me? Uh, 
Uh, they're grounded in faith. People who are grounded in the basic Christian teaching and, and principles, and they live a life that, that seems to accord and line up with the things that, uh, the way Jesus would live his life if he were in their shoes. That, that's the kind of people, it, it's a basic list. It's for me, I think it's a basic list of Christian characteristics. I'm not sure. It's a very special list, quite frankly. I think this is the life of a Christian. The life of a Christian. It's not some super saint that we're looking for when we think about deacons. We're thinking about people who are filled with the Spirit, filled with wisdom, and they're living a life that demonstrates that reality. A mind that's focused on the things of God and feet squarely planted on the ground and able to interact with people with a real love, a sincere love for them. So the results of deacon ministry, we, we've seen some of that in Acts chapter 6, right? With this, this heartache that developed, uh, these Hellenistic Jewish folks, uh, their widows, their most vulnerable of their population, were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So that the church called together, they made some decisions. Every one of the, the first deacons actually had Hellenistic Greek, Greek names. And that's interesting how, how they were solving that problem and, and making decisions um, and sharing uh, themselves and their resources together. Uh, but what happened then is that, that those widows began to have their needs met just the same as others. And the result was what? That the church and the kingdom spread. It, it grew. They grew in number because they were finding ways to both solve their internal problems as a church. They were finding ways to meet the needs of those who were most vulnerable around them. They were living lives of selfless service and living in the extravagant love of God and wanting to demonstrate that to others. So there are results, a couple of results uh, of deacon ministry that, that we see out of Acts 6 and what we have seen in our church over the many decades where we have been meeting together. Number one, a result of deacon ministry is that it benefits the one who is served. It benefits the one who is served. And at the same time, it's building up the church. So when deacon ministry reaches out and there's a need that becomes known, and that need is met uh, through the, the servants of the church, through the deacon ministry maybe of the church, then what happens is that, of course, the one in need benefits from it, but at the same time, it's building up the church. It's helping bring wholeness to the church so that lives are, are welded together out of love, out of generosity, and out of thanksgiving. And there, there's a mutuality to it. What happens when, when people are served, it, it helps uncork the work of God through the church. Right? When, when needs are not met, when a church is not eager to serve, when the church is filled with people who are unwilling to serve, who are disinterested in serving, it's a disease in the life of a church. And it, it works like a cork in a bottle. If you've ever seen a cork or a cap that's screwed on a bottle really tightly, and you turn that bottle over, you know that nothing will flow from it. That's what a church is like when it's filled with people who are only focused on their own self-interest, uninterested in serving in consistent ways to those in need, uninterested in helping fill the gap, uninterested in helping build up the church, but when the church and God's, God's Spirit gets a hold of lives in the church and, and God's Spirit works in 
there, and you see more and more people filled with the Spirit and filled with wisdom. You see a church now that's eager to serve the needs of others. And that's a church that I see when I think about Tiburon Baptist Church. I think of a church that's filled with people eager to serve others. And it's been such a blessing over these uh, 10, 12 years of, of my ministry here in various capacities to observe and to benefit and to watch a church eager to serve. And God wants to continue that service through us because it uncorks the work of God through the willing hearts of his people. That's why deacon ministry is so important because deacons often are the first People to know the needs in individuals' lives. Here's how it works in this church. A deacon is given a list of around 10 or so uh, individuals or families, and they are asked to, to be in relationship with them and asked to follow up and check in on them and, and, and just to see how, how things are going for them. Are there areas of, of joy in those lives? Are there areas of need in those lives? How can that deacon and, and the rest of the church be praying? For that person or that family, what are their particular needs? And so sometimes a deacon knows uh, the, the, the heartache in a family before any pastor does. A deacon might know uh, the need of a particular family before anyone else in the church might know it. And so in many ways, deacons stand uh, on the front lines of ministry in many ways, an extension of God, especially at this time where COVID-19 is sheltering in place uh, it, it enshrouds all of our lives. There maybe has never been a more important time to have deacons who take a genuine interest in others and take their roles seriously and are reaching out and connecting and following up because no one pastor or no uh, small staff can do everything that is needed so that needs are not overlooked. It's amazing the work of deacons. And then their prayer. Prayer life of deacons is wonderful. And deacons are so often in prayer for you. And I want you to know that because it's so important because I've sat with deacons who have wept at our deacons, monthly deacons meeting, wept over the needs of the church, wept over the needs of somebody on their deacon family list, wept because they are trying to share and shoulder the burden that that person or that family is going through, wept with them as they have mourned the death of somebody important in their life. And they pray for you. The deacons pray for you. Every month our deacons get together and we pray over the needs of the church, whether it's a health need or a financial need, a family struggle, loneliness, whatever it might be. And I love what, what my friend and longtime member of the church, Maggie Arvino, once said as she trained some deacons. She said, part of what's so magnificent about sharing your life with somebody else like you do with deacon ministry you have the opportunity to enter into uh, and to bear witness to another life. And that may sound like a simple statement, but that is such a rich reality of living, is to, to be up close and rub shoulders with other people in a way that you are bearing witness to that life and what a gift that is for us. One of the benefits and the results of deacon ministry is that it benefits the person being served but I want you to know that it also benefits the servant. It's also the servant that benefits. Back to 1 Timothy chapter 3. A little later, Paul writes, he says, Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance 
in their faith in Christ Jesus. Those who have served well, you see, uh, they, they, they gain, a, a, there's joy in seeing God work through you. It's, it's, so, it's so wonderful when you, and you know God is working through you to meet a particular need, to help stand in the gap for somebody, and to be a conduit for what God wants to do in them, working through you. Uh, and that, that then develops respect among, among the church community as people allow God to work. And then we marvel. We marvel at seeing God at work in the church. And as you marvel at watching God at work, meeting the needs of various people in the church, that it allows your faith to, to mature. It, it, it puts more, more real stories and texture to faith. And you're able to appreciate the testimonies of others. And you're hearing their stories. And you're marveling at how God is at work in, in, in repairing lives and restoring relationships and, and making things that seem dead make them alive again. And he brings such goodness to them. So, just by way of summary today as we, we conclude. What is, ministry, what is deacon ministry at Tiburon Baptist Church? It's, it's at least three primary things. It's a ministry of service. We've talked a lot about service and how it's serving the needs of God's people. And it's engaging relationally with others in order to meet the tangible and sometimes spiritual needs that they have through prayer and through uh, helping with the benevolence ministry of the church to help financial needs along the way tangibly. It's a ministry of service. It's also a ministry of presence. Uh, just like that, that time when I walked into that, uh, that care facility here in Moran and the deacon was already there being present with that person, uh, the ministry of presence can, is so important. And sometimes we don't always have the right words to say. And sometimes we don't always know how to pray. But what is so important is that people don't feel alone. And they don't feel isolated. And they don't feel like they have to carry their burdens all by themselves. Or they have to figure out the solution to the issue or the struggle or the problem that they're having all by themselves. Because they have people in their life through the church, oftentimes through our deacon ministry, uh, who help uh, be a presence to them. Uh, sometimes just sitting with them. Like the friends of Job came and sat with him. It's a ministry of presence. And again, perhaps there's not been a greater time where we feel the need for the ministry of presence than right now. Even though we may not be able to, to sit up next to somebody or to hug them or to hold their hand. Uh, but being able to take seriously a phone call or, or calling somebody up on Zoom and seeing them or some other video platform and, and, and engaging with them relationally. Letting them know that they're loved and they're they're cared for and they're remembered, a ministry of presence. It's also, deacon ministry at our church is also a ministry of prayer and how important it is to be undergirding everything we do in our church in prayer. That, that is not something to be forgotten. That's why I spent the last many weeks focused on the importance of prayer and helping give some, some pointers in the way Jesus guided us in the model prayer. Members, if you're a member of Tiburon Baptist Church, here's what you're asked to do today. Um, some action that you can take is we need you to participate in the process on behalf of the church. Because we need, we need your input, we need your insight into the people that you are interacting with. The people that you are noticing are full of the Spirit and full of wisdom. And we need to hear from you. If you're a member of the church, we need to hear from you. Who are you observing 
who, who meet these qualifications? Who are you observing that you think would uh, both have their, their minds focused on the things of God, yet feet squarely planted on the ground and able to engage people? We, who is it in the church that you know who is well-respected, and uh, who would you recommend that the church consider and engage to come and share in the ministry of deacons uh, in the coming term? I want you to prayerfully ask the Lord about it. I want you to go this week, and I invite you to make it a, a very sp- a specific part of your prayer this week to God. Is that made with pen and paper in your lap? Is that you would ask the Lord to lay in your heart, to bring to your mind's eye uh, a handful of people, three or four or five people maybe, that you think uh, God would be preparing to serve as a deacon during this time. Uh, if you're a member, you're going to, uh, well, everybody's going to receive an email uh, in the hours after this, this broadcast uh, with some additional information. We want you to email Stephen Oki, uh, stephenaoki.tbc at gmail.com. And you can email him your three or four or five person list of people that you would recommend, uh, that you think, uh, you've observed, uh, they, they are full of the Spirit and full of wisdom. And uh, we want to continue to encourage you. Next week, I'm going to talk to uh, all of you about uh, if you are happen to be called and asked to serve as a deacon, why, why you should take that seriously. And I want to give you some help on, on how you might do that because it is so important to not dismiss easily out of hand the opportunity to serve as a deacon in the coming years. Um, so this is our prayer today, and we're going to end our sermon, this is message time, in prayer that God would give us wisdom and insight to those we should nominate to become deacons for us in the next few years. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for the way that you, 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 you brought wholeness in the midst of heartache there in the Jerusalem church. We thank you for the way that, that you helped meet that need and how for so many decades in this church, deacons have helped meet the very tangible and very spiritual needs of your people here. And so we pray for wisdom as we embark on this journey yet again this year of thinking about who might replace uh, those who are rotating off as deacons. Uh, we are looking for about five deacons to replace them. And so we thank you already in advance for what you're going to do through uh, the new deacons that you would call to stir hearts to come and serve in this way. And we pray for our ongoing deacons, uh, that you would continue to strengthen them, that you would inspire them, that you would give them courage and uh, all that they need to continue to be a ministry of presence into the lives of your people and to serve those who have needs. And so we thank you. Thank you for the faithfulness of these men and women who serve in this position, and we look forward to the way that you're going to call up new people to serve in this way now. We pray it in the name of Jesus and for his sake together.